0: Welcome to the required live show and we've got a treat for you today and we've got James Ball from adbuilder.io so um, rather than me tell you all about James I'll let him introduce himself and and, and talk a little bit about adbuilder. Hi everyone
1: yeah hi Andy hi everyone Um, I'm James as Andy said I'm the uh, founder and CEO of adbuilder. In case you haven't heard of us or who we are and what we do we're a bit of software that helps recruiters, um, well, it automates the process of writing job adverts for recruiters. So as a recruiter, you go into it, you um, answer a series of questions about the job and it produces four versions of your advert and they're all fully optimized and now fully inclusive as well, which is uh, quite an important thing, which I think we'll talk about at some point.
0: Great, so that's the tech, that's your elevator pitch for ad builder. (laughs) But how did you end up here? I'm always interested in how people who've, you know, end up building software and startup and when they have those sort of eureka moments around the problem they think the industry needs
1: to solve so how, how did you end up here james well that that that's good i'm, I'm actually not a, a techie by trade i am a recruiter um i've only really come into tech in the last sort of three or four years and basically um, we i've been doing it since 2002 and i've owned four agencies in that time and I think one of the biggest problems we had as an agency and we we got to about 30, 35 staff at any kind of one point. And one of the biggest issues we had with people was to actually trying to get them to write good job adverts. Um, it was a nightmare for us, to be completely honest. And we used to get job boards coming into us and they would present to us and they would tell us the best way to optimise an advert to get it structured right. Um, I mean, at the time we were spending probably 15, 16 thousand pounds a month on job board advertising and then we measured every single thing about it so we were quite anal about you know how much it was costing what the return was um where we spent the money why we spent the money and it was frustrating for us because despite the fact we used to get job boards coming in and and telling the guys and everyone would sit around the board table and nod and take furious notes about what they've got to do the second they went back to the desk and started writing an advert um because we would never let them just copy and paste job advert from scratch they'd have to write um, the the the, pro, the whole advert as if they're writing something from scratch, they'd sit there and just revert back to the way in which they'd always done it. So we would then come up with Word document templates, um, structured adverts and the way we wanted to write it, and we'd even put sections in yellow, and they, were, they just had to swap the section out in yellow with some of their own text, and you would think, what could be easier than that? But again, you'd go back to the desk and everyone would start doing it, and they'd do it their own way, and as an owner as a, you know, of a, a small business, it was so frustrating. And you'd look at some of the adverts and to be completely honest, you'd, you'd cry. And you're you'd would thinking, this is my name. This is my money I'm spending as well. Um, it's costing me a huge amount of cash. And it was almost like there was no care, there was no consideration about the advert. Certainly no thought about structure or optimization. I think it, it, they just kind of, they almost came across like it didn't matter what you put in the advert so long as you put something in the advert. And they'd also use internal job titles from clients, which is always a nightmare because they were never going to get searched. So just the very yeah. basic elements about how the job board searching bit worked, we're, we're, no, we're not being used by our guys. So it got to the point of thinking: look, what, what can we do to try and standardize the process and get some control back about um, what they were writing, what they were publishing, how they were saying the things we wanted them to say. Um, and initially, Ad Builder started off as a a very crude Excel spreadsheet. And I mean, like, super crude. There were four or five tabs. Someone answered a question in, on the Excel spreadsheet and the fifth or sixth tab would produce a version of the advert. And there was a bit of resistance, to be completely honest, because I think consultants generally think they all write great job adverts, but... consultants think they know best. I mean, Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, and it, I mean, I, I always did. Well, I did as well, <laughs> to be completely honest. But I mean, the, uh, the thing was that I think we all know that consultants aren't great copywriters and it's not necessarily their fault. I mean, these days, if you've got a 360 role and a consultant's got to be a business developer, they've got to be a diplomat, they've got to be a project manager, they've got to be a counsellor for candidates, they've got to be really highly organised. Oh, and also, you've got to be able to write good copy, the kind of copy that engages with someone and gets someone to send them your CV. And if you don't get that bit right, you don't make any money anyway. And, uh, but weirdly as a task, it's it's one of those things that I think that consultants are quite protective over. I think that they all think they write great ads. I, and I'm, I don't wanna sort of say anything too bad about the industry, but I think a lot of consultants hide behind it as well. I think it's one of those things that perhaps they know it takes an hour to write an advert, and they can tell their their, their bosses or their managers that they're writing ads. And We certainly experienced that. What we saw with the spreadsheet, when people started to use it and engage with it and then use that as the basis of their adverts, we were placing more roles. It was it was that, that simple. You know, we, we the optimization piece was working. The lessons that we'd learned from the job boards were starting to have an impact. We were rank, outranking um, other competitors in the space, <coughs> excuse me, and we were getting more applications coming through and the fill rate went down to one in 3.5. And I think over the course of the first year, we turned over £500,000 more revenue. And we just started to think, this is probably about 2015, 2016, we thought, do you know what, we've, we've got something here. We've we, If this is a problem yeah. for us, th- this solves our problem, and it was solving the problem, then surely um, it's a problem that others are in the in the industry are experiencing as well. And how can we take it to market and what can we do? And it took about two or three years of working with a, um, a really good team of developers to get to the point where it is now where you literally just have to answer a series of questions about the job and it churns out four versions of the advert and it takes you about seven or eight minutes to do so yeah that's the journey that's where it started and that's um, how i've ended up here it's quite interesting actually because I, I generally have this theory that you can run
0: the world on excel and yeah i remember when um steve started source steve beckett Um, Mm -hmm. he basically proved the whole concept, you know, it was, it was, you know, you know, a whole bunch of very, very clever Excel sheets, but with his knowledge, Steve was so good at searching at candidates, you know, that acquisition, you know, there, and then once he sort of proved it worked in, in, in that, um, was able to then go and build source Breaker and the success that's been, is it a similar thing you think for you guys?
1: Yeah, I mean, the one thing that you can't do with Excel is the um, insane amount of logic that sits behind the scenes. And, um, I mean, I, it's, I don't, without trying to make it sound too techy, we have this kind of platform where you program what, what, how the versions are outputted. And obviously, it depends on what you say as to as to how a sentence is phrased or structured. So it even looks for whether you begin a sentence with a vowel or a consonant and so on and, and little things like that. And you can't do that with Excel. But what Excel did was was prove and validate the concept. And it basically yeah. said, right, if we... Not only does it allow us to standardise the, the the output, which was really important to us as as business owners, um, but we're actually getting results from it. And I think you know that whether the results are coming directly as a result of um, being number one or two, which I, I happen to think there's a there's a huge amount of importance on that. Um, but there was a, the the knock on impact of it was that a lot of people would go and see our adverts and then realise that yeah, that, that we actually sounded professional. We sounded, I mean, as daft as it, I can't believe I'm saying this. We had a a girl that worked for us many years ago, and she would write all of her adverts in capital letters. And so you'd look at it, and it was just like she was constantly shouting at you the whole time. And you think, why on earth would you do that? So that, again, it was about taking any kind of foibles or issues away and just making sure that something was standardised, it was optimised, and ultimately, hopefully, getting more people applying to it and making more money, which is obviously what we're all trying to do.
0: Yeah, I, I think the thing that's really surprised me is that you know, things like the Google you know, search and the Google for jobs hasn't made people get better at that. It's almost yeah. like it came along. And you know, the frustration always used to be for me is the amount of times people don't put a salary on or yeah. negotiable. Yeah. And yeah. You know, it's things like that that you know mean mm-hmm. that you're not going to get ranked. You're not even going to get displayed on certain sites. You're not going to get picked up in the aggregators. Those, those, and people still do it
1: yeah there was a i think someone showed me last week and indeed she um we, we were uh, searching or someone was searching for a php role or something and i think i'm sure she showed me in the top left hand corner it was php developer jobs brackets with salaries and i think there was something it, the insinuation being mm-hmm. if you hadn't got a salary you weren't going to be in that bit of the search and yes. we've had feedback from reading job site saying it's 50 60 percent of your advert response is killed if you don't put a salary in you know and, and that's that is again the job of the consultant to push back to the client and say to the client look what we are we have to put a salary on this role otherwise you we, we've got one arm tight behind our back and i think often consultants are quite nervous having that conversation um and it can be tricky you know particularly if they're trying to anonymize an advert or there's a current role incumbent who might see the job and be sensitive about the fact you're paying them 35 but you're only paying me 25 whatever it might be but there are ways around it because ultimately if you don't do it yeah, you, you you shoot yourself in the foot before you even start. Um,
0: posting jobs actually hasn't evolved that much, if you think about it. I mean, when I joined the industry in '99, you had to get your copy in for Computer Weekly by Thursday <laughs> afternoon or Wednesday yeah. afternoon, if you remember. And then it evolved to um, writing uh, on a on a sheet and faxing it to JobServe. That's when you know the internet really came in, and, and then then you could upload to JobServe. Then the aggregators came in, people like Broadbean who. Um, obviously still, you know, number one in in that market pushing out, um, pushing out jobs. But it hasn't evolved much, you know, the, the sort of the content creation above no. that. It's still, I have an amazing client who's looking for this amazing environment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you would have thought, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm amazed machines haven't been mm. building this themselves. I used to, have, used to have this phrase,
1: the only thing consultants add to an advert, spelling mistake. <laughs> I think, you know, what, what the, the fundamental, most frustrating thing about it from what you've just said is that they don't treat it like a piece of marketing it's just seen as being a box ticking exercise and you know it is a piece of marketing you're selling the job you're selling your services so that you, you can actually prove that you're professional in the way you handle yourself all through an advert um, and the thing that we did in all the times that we were developing the the versions the advert versions the output there's a marketing principle called AIDA which is the attention interest desire and action and if you treat an advert a job advert with those things in mind you want to get some attention get their interest, sort of stimulate some desire, and then ask for an action at the end of it. And we've got that sort of formulated into all the adverts that we create. And you see adverts for you know, lots of other companies that either do it themselves or do it their own way. And they've either copied and paste the job spec with 100 bullet points in for desirable or essential, um, and they think it's gonna work. And it doesn't because, again, they're not treating it like a piece of marketing
0: okay so um for those of you who haven't done one of our live shows before um you are able to ask questions and we'll take them live um obviously we know we've got the guys from required a number of those watching and looking in so if you do want to post up any questions please feel free to and we'll do our very best to to address them um that's rather good it was fantastic technology um, teams has just very helpfully opened up so um, and completely <laughs> changed my screen so um, okay what's what's next you, you're selling technology to recruitment companies which when I tried to do it damn near killed me um, yeah it, it, it wasn't my favorite thing it was all about it was all about price it was all about the deal uh, yeah. So how how have you how have you gone about selling
1: to the toughest bunch, you know, in the world, basically? Well, do you know, I, I don't think it's been that difficult, really. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's not been easy, but I think we expected it to be um, harder than it was. I think I think what's helped, if I'm honest, is when I when I talk to people, I've I've been there. I understand what they're going through and the issues that potentially they're facing. And I think the story that I've, I've got that I've just gone through there with you, I think, I think that resonates. Um, a lot of people uh, have the same issues. Obviously, they wouldn't be talking to us if they didn't. Um, and i think yeah the the you know in terms of the pricing point and and it hasn't been too bad i think it's actually been quite attractive if anything sometimes i think we've probably underpriced how we do it because um people have have been all over it and yeah it's gone down quite well um where it where it goes and, and what we do i think the next step for us is to try and build in um what well, we going about to launch a, a, an inclusivity um it's it's in beta at the moment but it's it's that has gone down particularly well where it screens your adverts for diversity and inclusivity and it tells you if you're using any gender coded text or any discriminatory text and then it suggests potential neutral synonyms to replace it with and then it also changes your inclusivity score and readability score for your advert that's gone down particularly well um, and we're getting a lot of positive feedback because it basically gives the recruiter the chance to further optimize their advert um, again, with the, with the 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 desire, the objective is to make sure that you're not putting people off applying to your advert. So yeah, um, I don't think yeah, it to your question. I don't think it's been, it hasn't been that bad. It's been an interesting learning curve, um, and um, but it hasn't been as it hasn't been that bad. Is that something that recruiters
0: can go to their customers with to say, you know, we'll help you. You know, our adverts for you will be inclusive, and you know, we'll we'll make sure that the most amount of people and the most diverse groups get to see see your efforts basically
1: oh absolutely i mean we we did a survey of there was a a whole load of of companies with 51 employees and and above direct employers not recruitment companies and one of the most surprising elements from the survey was that 81 percent of them basically said that diversity and inclusive inclusivity was incredibly important to their hiring process um i mean that That should be a wake-up call to to any recruiter out there. I mean, diversity and inclusivity is so big in the US at the moment. It's starting to get bigger over here, um, particularly in HR circles. And I think whether you have cottoned onto it yet or not as a recruiter, the ability to turn around to your client and say, look, we actually screen for, we, we we include diversity and inclusivity into our process by making sure that our job ads don't contain any potentially discriminatory or gender-coded language um, and that consideration I think is a, a huge box to be ticked and I think that it could definitely set you apart from your competitors because there are not many agencies at the moment who are giving it much consideration beyond a very basic um, gender decoder at the uh, the front end maybe in Broadbean so yeah I think it's, um, I think it's only going to get bigger um, and I think that yeah, you go back to your clients, particularly if you deal with anyone uh, in HR or in bigger businesses. And I think it's, a, it's a, a great thing to be able to say.
0: So, so one of the things that was really interesting for me, we, we got talking um, off the basis of the referral. So, someone said, This product's really good. You should speak to James. So, um, I talked to you, and I think you're probably the quickest partner sign up I did because when we had the, you know, we, we vet all our partners to make sure, you know, the product works for someone that we trust. And I think the other interesting thing was, I just understood the problem straight away and the fact you've got a solution to what is such a fundamental problem. If you think about how much, I think you said it earlier, you know, big agencies spend on, it's not just the job boards, you know, how much they spend on, on, on their LinkedIn slots. I mean, those, those are serious bits of pricey online real estate and how people spend so little on training their staff on yep. so little on making sure and and even the most criminal thing even so so little of when the response comes in if it's not absolutely perfect for them you know they you know they'll throw it away etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah it's always amazed me um i remember back in the day um i won't i won't say the consultant but i think we spent as a brand about seventy thousand pounds on job serve because someone was just hitting the refresh button every five minutes to get their c plus plus up to the top oh well,
1: we yeah we've had that as well and you know you, you go back into in the old days go back into broadbean and click resend and another 50 quid gone and to the point where we had to turn that button off so people couldn't do it so yeah i think that it's a it's a very valid point that you know, there is there isn't much training. There's a high level of expectation, you know, go and get an advert out. There's probably a level of ignorance as well that, you know, how important the PC is perhaps for management within um, recruitment agencies. There, I think there's definitely the belief that if you get the job online, it will get found. And so long as it's in the right location with the right salary, you're going to get applications to it. And I think the thinking needs to be more developed than that. I think particularly right now at the time that we, we're doing this where, there's lots of jobs in the market. There are um, lots of um, companies fighting for the same people out there. But the, 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 the everyone is saying at the moment that it's such a, a tight market for candidates that it's so important for you to be in the top four or five spots um, for anyone's job search. And if you're if you're not there, or well, certainly on page one, your chance of getting someone applying to it are quite slim because there's so few people looking. Um, and it's that mindset shift i think that's got to happen within recruitment for um for companies to kind of really elevate how they treat um advertising and move it forward
0: yeah i mean someone once told me you could hide a body um on page two of google and it's a similar thing on the job boards you know people aren't going to scroll through they're gonna they're gonna go through and and just um And and skim read really at the top and just make sure you know that's pretty much you know what they what they do. Right. So how big is this going to be? Am I talking to someone who's going to IPO their business on the Nasdaq um, and make a load of money? And I should be investing in you now?
1: That'd be great, wouldn't it? I'd love that. But um, I think I I don't know. I think at the moment for us it's about. I know it sounds cliché, but it's about we. Now this started off as a solution to our problem. And it's kind yeah. of evolved into something that is now solving other people's problems. And, you know, every every few weeks, few months, we're having another idea about moving it forward. So the d tool um, that I told you about is, is basically called AdGrader. Um, that's become so popular, we're going to farm it off into its own standalone version. Um, so that companies who perhaps don't like the idea of a computer coming up with their advert content can still get their current advert content screened dni and making sure it, it works i think where it where it goes moving forward is just about making sure that we continue to satisfy clients i know that if it's solving the problem that we had and if it makes if it's continuing to do that kind of thing and doing it well and it's providing value for people who can use it and then it will just take care of itself um obviously it'd be nice to go into different markets different territories um anyone that speaks english can take advantage of our Ad builder because the principles of writing the job advert exactly the same, the structure's the same. Um, we're using that AIDA principle I talked about earlier with you. Um, so yeah, where where it goes, I I, I don't know. I don't honestly know. Um, we're quite early in the journey, so it'll be interesting to see how it happens. To be honest. Yeah, I think I think
0: there's some logical sort of places where the product goes. I mean, you, you're gonna, I, I think you know, to get into the really really big companies, you need just to be part of their process in terms of. of being built into the you know baked into the systems so it's almost you're forcing people down that path of um building effectively building ads i mean i i tried to do it in a previous role and the issue was just letting consultants go you know consultants letting it go and but just getting it so it's just easier for them i think the parallel is probably something like autonomous cars all the data says autonomous cars are safer um, but no one can take their hands off the wheel you know no one trusts you know that it, it has can't have not a driver in it yet so I think it's very very similar I think you've got to get to that level of comfort where the job is you know it, it's just done it's automated it's got that corporate look and feel but it still feels like someone yeah, humans written it yeah and um, once, well, once you've got that
1: well that's what we've tried I mean the output has been very much of that in my I mean it's it uses the text you've written um, to, to populate the advert. So uh, there's nothing the tool can do to govern what someone actually writes. And there's an assumption that someone can actually um, complete a sentence in English and it makes logical sense. But there are a few things that we do within the tool to help people with that. So, for instance, if you've got to answer a question in a certain way or a certain context, we'll lead you with the, the opening few words of, a, of the sentence. And all you have to do is complete the sentence. And assuming you do that, and it, it reads correctly, and you know, in, in good English, then the tool will take that, and it will it, it will make it work. Um, ultimately, I mean, it, as I say, we built this to solve our problem, so it wouldn't have worked for us if it wasn't creating adverts that didn't read right. Um, and that was a big thing for me right at the start. Was look, we need to make sure that whatever the output is in whatever context whatever combination of um, points they're trying to make that ultimately you know it, it reads like somebody has written it as opposed to a, a machine just churning something out and uh, um, we do have a question
0: uh, from okay. Will Grasshoff who's a member of the required Dinky group he says Andy why are you doing the meeting in your bathroom um, so <laughs> thanks well it's it's actually a it's actually a fireplace. I don't know if you can see there. So, um, but thanks, Will, for the really constructive...
1: That's a um, good question, though, Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's easily the best question he's ever asked me. Um, <laughs> so, um, it's a pretty low bar. Um, so, I guess what's what's interesting for me, though, is to watch how recruiters have picked that up. And we've, we've now got a number of them who sort of picked it up from the group. And, you know, they're very positive on it. Um, you're always going to find people that can write an ad. That's better and perhaps gets better response. But I guess, you know, for those guys who are exceptional at it, that's probably not where it's aimed at. I, you know, I, I sort of see it as twofold. One, um, solo recruiters who just really want to save time doing it and get the most on their investment, um, who don't want to spend lots of time doing it, or recruitment owners, directors who are basically putting a lot of investment in that want the best response, want the best ROI. So that's really, um, really where I see someone buying the product
1: yeah well interestingly with the 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 sweet well there's been a couple of sweet spots and the sweet spots definitely the solo recruiters and they see the value in it and they're all about freeing up time because it takes about 10 minutes to write an advert with our builder and that's definitely been um, um, a market because they they want to get their day back and so long as they can prove that the advert is um, is I suppose no worse than something they would write they're comfortable with it they can get it out Obviously, it's optimised. You haven't got to give any thought to the optimization or where um, the keywords might be to make it work. That's another thing for them as well. What the the, the area of the market that we've struggled with in trying to get traction is probably the next size up. And the next size up is where you have a, a manager owner with maybe four or five people working for them. And there's almost like this kind of family feel to the business and the owner will be listening to the consultants about their feedback and then you have this situation where consultants are saying um because they're so protective over the task well my ads are really good anyway i don't need a tool to write ads for me then it goes back up to the guy who originally saw lots of benefit in it and then they don't force the change through because they don't want to destroy the harmony they've got within that um within that business then you go beyond 20 employees and then we get we're back into the territory where senior management are kicking in and saying i've i've done the demo I see the benefit you're doing it and it's kind of passed down so um yeah it's been interesting about the, the kind of the core markets and in the dinghy group in particular i mean we've had quite a few people sign up from dinghy and um the feedback has been really really positive and and some of the things they come back with ideas and and suggestions have helped us shape the products over the last few months and and put ideas into the future pot moving forward as well so as a required
0: member um there is a discount um it's a very good price point anyway i'm sure when you add add grader and stuff like that it's not going to stay there forever but um it's, it's a very attractive price point point. and the other thing that i really like the fact you do is that 14 day trial And what's been interesting is to look at the amount of people that convert from that trial. Normally, you know, people and you know, not everyone. It's not for everyone. I'm going to get that, but I was quite surprised at sort of conversion rate. Actually, you got from the, you know, recruiters getting something for their price point, which is generally free, um, and then actually having to pay for it, which was which was interesting.
1: Yeah, that was that was. It's actually we switched that to a seven day trial actually about um, about two months ago, Um, but and that was a we again part of the process part of the learning curve we went on initially it was a um 14 day trial um and we switched to seven to see if that made any difference and it didn't actually increase the number of people who were signing up um and we expected some drop off and um yeah i think the pricing point is 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 very attractive i think we when we originally set it up it was about trying to create something that wasn't a barrier for someone to sign up and we the, the feeling being that as a, as you grow as a business, then Ad Builder can grow with you, and you can get more users on board, um, and you can you can make it work. But the, we wanted the entry point to be as attractive as possible, so you can see the benefit, and then hopefully frees up more time for you to make more money, get some more people, and, and then we can grow with you. So yeah,
0: yeah, fantastic. Get that. So um, what's been your biggest challenge? And I'll leave you with this question: and what would you have done differently as a
1: startup? developers that's definitely been our biggest challenge it's a they're a a tricky bunch to deal with or can be and they're also very difficult to recruit Um, there's not many of them have you written
0: written an advert for it
1: (laughs) we've written many adverts for it but there's not many going on not many looking for jobs at the moment Um, what would we do differently I, I think there's so many different things. I think we, we'd map this whole thing out whilst the, the thing was being built from a, a marketing point of view. Um, uh, loads of automation in the background, you know, using drip. And then about, I reckon about 75% of what we built hasn't been used or needed. Um, and I think what I would have done differently as a as an owner, would have taken it to market sooner, I think, I think I'm a, I'm a perfectionist, I, I try and get everything absolutely spot on before I move anything forward. And I think in hindsight we probably wasted um well we were due to launch april 2020 anyway and then obviously the pandemic struck and that that kicked us back six months but i think we probably could have gone even six months earlier than that um and i think that would have been a good point because i mean the interesting thing for us since we started this is that the the feedback that comes back and the information we get has helped us develop the, the product and you know, it's still probably really only an MVP stage anyway at the moment. You know, and um, it's it's really exciting where it's going to go. But yeah, probably if I could do it all again, I'd be launching six months earlier. I think.
0: Yeah, I, I heard an expression in Startland, and it was basically if you're not embarrassed by your MVP, then you've gone too late. Yeah. So the, the we were too late. That, we were definitely too late. Yeah, you weren't embarrassed enough. So, no, it wasn't. Um, no. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I remember pitching our MVP with Donna um, and pretty much um, for a product we built and I remember pitching at a trade show and, you know, we had to get proof of life there, basically, and find out really quickly, have we actually solved a problem that needs solving um, or, you know, we're just wasting our time here. So you know, I, I think I think people spend a lot of time building stuff that then doesn't get used. And it's course, yeah. you know got thrown away. So so yeah, good, good advice there to anyone doing a build at the moment of software. Um, if it works, if you can sell it, do so, and then get the feedback from your customers about what they value and and, and really focus down on that. Okay, so um, but it's great to chat again, James. It always, you know time flies when we when we when we chat away, and I'm really interested to see um, that the next phase. What we're going to do um, is we're going to do demonstration, we'll do a webinar, uh, we'll post it up here once AdGraders graders in, um, in full production and everyone else can see the features. If you want to take advantage of either a demo of AdBuilder, James will be happy to do it. You can book via the link below in LinkedIn or if you want to uh, purchase, make sure you use our discount code and you get 10% off for life. So however much he puts his prices up, he's still getting ten percent as a member of Required. So thanks so much for your time, James. Really no looking forward Thank you, to too. seeing um the project uh project and the product goes. And um yeah, um hopefully um next next time we do one of these, you're gonna tell us all about these big enterprise sales you've done and um about world domination.
1: Yeah, look forward to it. <laughs> all right.
0: Brilliant. Thanks Good a lot. to catch up, James. See you soon. Cheers. See you
1: everyone. Bye.